Hello, podcast listeners. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today we have episode 46. This is our first episode of 2023. Today we're going to be talking about the article, 15 Relationship Resolutions to Make for a Better 2023. This article comes to us from one of our favorite websites, theeverygirl.com, and Michelle and I will be talking about this and what we think are the good and the bad, and welcome to the show. Man, you're on time. It is 2023. Do you believe it? No. <laughs> I cannot believe it. No, yeah. I do not believe I, it. I was like, I mean, we are we are coming up on three years of the shit show, COVID, and if I still had my if COVID hadn't happened, I probably wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be doing this. This is true. We would never have met. Mm-mm. That is that is absolutely true. It is uh, my life would have kept going in you the you would have been lovely monotony. No, at this point, <laughs> actually, you know, back there it is fifty. It's warmer there, and I don't believe it's raining. So I said this yesterday and today has felt like an East Coast fall, like October, November. This was our weather typically, like cold, rainy, <clears throat> drizzly. Yep. No bueno and dreary. That is a no bueno. I would agree. Once, hello everyone out there. This is Eric and Michelle from the What He Said She Said podcast, and we talk about online dating issues for those in our forties, fifties, and sixties. But if you are older or younger, feel free to listen as well. Yeah, we had a good little podcast with Bree, didn't we? I agree. Bree was good. Bree was solid. She's solid. She, but I don't think Brie is your atypical twenty-something. You She's think she much... is an atypical twenty-something? No, or... not at all. <clears throat> she seems. She seems much more. She seems much wiser. She is. She is an old soul. I would agree. For with sure. That. No, no. I mean, like the the. <laughs> I mean, I'm still dealing with this with my niece who's in her 30s i mean it's just like you know want to go out and have fun and party and go to punk rock shows you know it's like and she she seems i bet you she gets extraordinarily frustrated with the dating pool of people in her age demo oh you know it (laughs) 100 percent. that is yeah 
What I'm referring to is episode 45, which is not up yet. I'm going to work on it tonight. LA boys, but really, I just think it's, yeah, I think it's just the age of the guys, honestly. No, it's not the the age of the guys. It's the maturity of the guys. Age and maturity. Yeah. See, for me, I had to grow up really fast. Um, The 80s were not good for me. The 80s, uh, lots of uh, family health issues. Uh, Father had a stroke, massive stroke. You know, I was working, going to school. Uh, I had to drop out of school for a year to just work, even though I wasn't living in the house, you know, to kind of help the family out. And then my boss uh, lost his young son. Wow. You know, and then it was, yeah, 80s were, 80s were rough, you know, mm. and, and. Wait, what year were you born? 65. Okay, so you're, you're two years older than me. Yeah, I was, so I was <clears> in my <throat> 20s, and a lot of, a lot of hard life lessons hit me all at one time, and that, and that, you either run away for it, or you kind of embrace it and grow up fast. And mm. I grew up, I grew up fast. Yeah, Bree had to kind of grow up fast too. Um, I mean, she moved. Basically, she would come home for summers breaks when she was in college. Um, but then, right after she graduated <clears throat> in August of uh, 2018, is when she moved out here and started working for Disney. That's right, because she was kind of the one who kind of gave you the nudge. Wow, she came out here, and when I came to visit, I'm like, "This sucks leaving here. <laughs> I, I don't want to leave here." Yeah, it's it's so, hey, it's you know, and you kind of you kind of get to go down to the beach almost every day and and see the sunset, and there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. You know, at my previous job, uh, you know, the the ongoing joke on Monday would be. Hey Eric, did you go to the beach this weekend? And, me, and it's like, yes, yes, I did. Absolutely. And then they were like, oh man, you go to the beach every weekend. It's like, have you been to the beach? It's pretty damn nice. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. And you know, and then you That's... talk to people who live less than an hour away. I'm less than an hour away from the beach, and it's like, oh, when was the last time you? Were... Oh, it's been like a year since I've been down there. It's like. That's crazy. Like, I could not do that. No. It's like I, 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 you know, they had they had some crazy study that said, uh, being near water for twenty minutes a day actually has an effect on your overall well being. Oh, I totally believe that. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and, and there's throw something the sand that, into the mix. That yeah, there's something even to be better. said about walking on the beach and just sand between your toes and just it feels good and it's just there's just something life affirming about being near the ocean yeah yeah not just a lake but an ocean there's something something amazing about the ocean that was that was a weird thing about australia is you know at least in on the west coast you look out and you got catalina island okay there's an island out there Mm -hmm. australia Man, there's nothing. <laughs> it's just like there is nothing out no, there. No, that's how the East Coast is. 
I know. And you're just like, whoa. And it, and it has like a vastness to it. Oh, you know, yeah. it's like, oh my God, this, this is like, you know, this is like huge. This is unbelievable. Although I have to say, I used to, I relatives, unfortunately, my uncle passed on and his wife started um, having some memory care issues mm-hmm. or memory issues in a memory care facility. So the house had to be sold, but it was right on a lake in Pasco and they had their own dock in Rhode Island. And nice. just the, the sound of the water, like nobody's up in the morning. I'm sitting out there with my coffee and I can hear the water lapping up against the, the dock. Just something so calming about that. Oh, it's so absolutely I, calming. Well, I just think out, water out in general. In, out at, in the, at the Colorado River in, actually it was on the California side. We had our own dock um, that we would go to at night fishing. Mm. And it was our, it was our family dock. Mm-hmm. And so after, you know, I finished up with my aunt and my grandmother, cause they owned a restaurant in Parker dam, you know, we would we'd go home and take a shower and we go, we go fishing late at night because Parker, Parker Havasu in the summer, it's bloody hot. I mean, it's a hundred to 115 degrees. Haven't so, been there yet. So you go out at night and it's still 80, 85. Wow. You know, and it's, you know, it's still warm. I think, I think when you're younger, you have a higher tolerance for that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And, but it was like, we would just go out at night, you know, nine, 10 o'clock at night and go fishing, you know, wow. off our dock. And it was, it was, and, you know, and it, again, you know, just Lake Havasu, just massive lake. And, you know, we catch something every once in a while, but, you know, it was just kind of a cool thing to do. Mm. So, but, Very cool. but tonight right. tonight so wait before we, we get started hold on 15 wait, resolutions wait, wait. to make for a better <laughs> relationship in 2023 and this is from the every girl website once again i will post links to the articles if you read the articles on a computer versus a phone You'll notice that when you go down, scroll down the article, you will see certain words underlined in the articles on the Every Girl website. If you click on those, those are actual links out to separate articles that will expound on the topic that they're going for. So I have a question. See? What was your most favorite Christmas gift? I didn't get a whole lot of Christmas gifts, but I'd say my favorite is I got a flannel shirt that I really liked. Nice. Well, the the factory that I work at is in this concrete building and it is effing cold. Really? (laughs) It is really cold. So, I mean, like the offices that I'm in are heated, but once you uh-huh. go out onto the factory floor or go in the back where they're building the tandems, mm-hmm. the temperature drops like 25 degrees. Oh, wow. It's really cold. I mean, so I pretty much wear flannel to work every day because it's chilly. 
Yeah, layer up, man. Layer, yeah. I, I don't really need a jacket, but yeah, flannel is a necessary is a necessary item. But All right, well, I gotta I, tell I, you, mine. I am big on asking for no gifts. Yeah. Because honestly, there isn't really anything that I need. I I hear you. Yeah, you know, and yeah, you know, and 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 people sometimes go out of their way, and you know, and and I and I've finally broken my family of like, don't buy me socks, don't buy me underwear, don't buy me ties. <laughs> like I'm really picky about all that stuff. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, um, if you're gonna buy me. If you're gonna buy me something, you know, I, I I tell them what kind of coffee I like, and then my sister bought me like a hundred Kona coffee pods. Love it. <laughs> like, that'll last me a long time. Awesome. Where'd yeah. you find them? What's that? Where'd you find Kona coffee pods? Kona coffee. Uh, yeah. There's one brand that I like. It's 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 like a Spanish. It's like a Spanish. Um, Next time I see you, I'll bring you some. I got I got plenty. Cool. <laughs> I got a hundred. I got a hundred. <clears throat> nice. Yeah, they're well, actually, they're actually uh, the Kona coffee is really good. And can I tell you uh, what mine was? Yes. Can you guess? No. Oh, it was, it was the Rose Bowl. Oh, the rose. Oh, the Rose Parade. Oh, the Rose Bowl tickets. Yes. I I was saying that yesterday. I said. I go, man, I wonder how Michelle scored Rose Bowl tickets. I go, that seems that seems like a tough get. No, I don't think it was, honestly. Um, unfortunately, we were smack dab in the middle of the Utah end zone with all the Utah fans, but they were actually very polite. And uh, it was kind of nice when we were kicking butt and, and they started to all leave. Oh, that is sad. Uh, but they were very nice. We yeah, we we, we watched people part around of the us. Game. We watched part of the game, and so it was it was it was good. Yeah, it was a good game. I was pretty stoked. I mean, yeah, what I mean, are the it, chances it, moving out here and two years later, they're in the Rose Bowl? Yeah, I, mean, I actually played. I actually played a soccer game one time in the Rose Bowl, and I'll tell you, the size of that stadium throws you off big time it's like the mat you know those teams you know they're used to big crowds but like i was in high school and you know in high school you know our stadium is teeny tiny and all of a sudden you go to a stadium that seats a hundred thousand people and you're just like holy moly i mean it almost it almost it was it, small it gives you a feeling it gives you a feeling like the stadium is or the, the field is bigger than the field you have at home, and even though it's exactly the same size. The same size, yeah. Yeah, no, but Penn it's State like... probably the, had, like... I think we have, like, 30,000 more seats than that place. They yeah, well, in high school, it, it definitely threw me off. The last time I was there uh, was... <clears throat> the last time I actually went to a game was in 1999. you know why that is significant? Um, think about think about the team that was called the 99ers. College team? No. World Cup. Oh, I don't follow soccer at all. The the women in the, the women in 90 in 1999 for the United States uh 
won the World Cup in the Rose Bowl, the 99ers. Oh, wait. That's yeah, the famous okay. picture where that Brandy was, Chastain um, makes the penalty shot and then, you know, tears her jersey off. Yeah, my daughter was playing soccer back then. Yeah, the 99ers. That's the last time I went to a game there. I gotta, I gotta turn yeah. my, what are you? There we go. You can't hear me? Yeah, you were breaking up. <clears throat> breaking up is hard to do. It's hard to do. Breaking up is hard to All do. Right, okay. Should we start the article? Let's start it. Let's start it. Let's go. 15 resolutions for 2023. I hope we can get through all of them. Yeah, we can. We can do it. Okay. All right. How about I start? Do it. I see all you goal getters out there. I just had a con- I just had a call about this with my my group. You're uh, setting goals for your career and your finances and your journaling affirmations for your mental and your physical health. I'm proud of you. So why not set intentions for your love life while you're at it? A fresh year is a perfect opportunity to think about what you and your partner want the next 12 months of your relationship to look like. So whether you want to talk through relationship resolutions together or make individual goals to be a more mindful partner, we are sharing 15 ideas that can help you kick off a whole new year of relationship goals. Important note, these are broken down into categories based on how long you've been with your partner, but know that all these resolutions can be helpful to implement at any point in your relationship. So it starts out with, if you only recently started dating, go ahead. Hold on. I have to unmute. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) If If you've only recently started dating, make your partner laugh more. We try to be funny and impress on first dates, but after a few dates, when the date jitters are gone and you're not as worried about being fun or cool, we put less effort into impressing our significant other. However, laughing together makes you feel closer and makes any time you spend together more enjoyable. So this year, instead of always telling your funniest jokes to the co-workers around the water cooler, save some for your partner. Oh my gosh. Hang on a second. On that note, I have to tell a story. Do it. <laughs> Hold on. There's a story. I'm going to find it. Of a man named Brady. I'm on my bucket list, on my life list, I should say. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly like bucket list for some no, reason. My life it, list. Yeah, life list is a good one. I like that. <clears throat> all right, are you ready? Do it. On a farm, there lived a pony that cried all day long. The cows asked the pony what was wrong, but the pony just cried. The chickens asked the pony what was wrong, but the pony just cried harder. The horses asked the pony what was wrong, but got no answer but more tears. Finally, the farmer came and asked the pony what was wrong, but again, only tears. The farmer came back the next day and told the pony that he needed to know what was wrong because his crying was causing the chickens not to lay eggs and the cows not to produce milk. The pony pony only cried harder, and the farmer told him this was his last chance. And if he came back tomorrow and didn't get an answer, he was sending the pony to the plant to get turned into dog food, jello, and hair weaves. (laughs) The farmer returned returned in the morning and asked the pony what was wrong for the last time. But again, the pony just wept. So off the pony went to get turned into dog food, jello, and hair weaves. 
The next day, when cleaning out the pony's stall, the farmer came across a note from the pony telling him why it wouldn't tell him what was wrong. The farmer was devastated. The horses were shocked. The chickens were speechless. The cows bereft. The note simply read that the pony couldn't tell him what was wrong because he was a little horse. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. There you go. (laughs) That is hilarious. So bad. Yes. I agree. Laughter is, is a great part of a relationship for sure. Absolutely. All right, let's go. Build common goals to achieve together. While you're busy making your own New Year's resolutions, better budgeting, eating more greens, here we come. Make sure you clue your partner into what you want out of this year and learn what they want as well. Build common goals together, whether it's financial or wellness. Making goals for your life together or sharing your personal goals will feel like you're on a team and you'll both feel more supported. Yes, for sure. I always say the most likelihood of success is when. You bring other people, or at least announce it. Like, hey, like I'm doing dry January this this month, and I've announced that to my my group, and I'm trying to get them to do it too. <clears throat> so, dry January, yes. Common goals, achieve them together. I'm in. How about you? Absolutely. You definitely. Yeah. I think once you're once you're in a place where you're in a relationship, it's I think it's a very important to discuss goals together and and just make sure that you know your 5-year plan kind of blends with their 5-year plan or even a 1-year plan or like hey what are we going to be doing this summer I know what I'm going to do be do doing that? this summer Do you do uh, that and I just did I did um the week before Christmas no, I made it, but it might have been the week between Christmas and New Year's. I did my 2023 roadmap. I have not done a roadmap <clears throat> now. I'll send it to you. That's interesting. I would, I would like to see that. Mm. Is it, is it a website? No, I actually um, had something similar, and I, I may go back and look at the one. It's a little bit more in depth, but basically, it's like you know, look at that. Have you ever seen that the wheel? the circle that has all the different areas of your life. I've seen that. Like <clears throat> career, relationship, yes. spiritual, yes. family, blah, blah, blah. Um, you can actually set goals within each. Um, but it talks about, you know, your big five and then throw down some action steps that you think will help you achieve the big five. It's actually pretty cool. I'll send it to you. I would like to see that. Yeah. I would definitely like to see that. So, okay. Let me go on. Try something new. Whether it's taking a class, going to a new restaurant, or experimenting in the bedroom. That one's underlined. Uh Uh-oh. Experiencing (laughs) first together sets a great foundation for a relationship that can help keep dates fresh, exciting from the very beginning. But keep in mind that it's important to try new things solo too. Taking up a new hobby, planning a solo trip, or learning a new skill can give you a chance to focus on yourself 
and to ensure that you can have activities that you enjoy outside of your relationship. If you and your partner both have your own interests that you are genuinely passionate about, you will always have something new to talk about. This is very true. I think I sometimes... I want to take an online cooking class. Online? Why fun. not in person? Could do it in person. Yeah, I think there's a Sir Latab down by you guys. Well, that um, might be fun. Yeah, <laughs> I took one a long time ago um, in Pasadena, but here it is, an in-store cooking classes, Sir Latab. Um, I wonder where they are. Oh, they have date night surf and turf. Uh, date night evening in Paris or Italian romance. Mm. Yeah, I think there's I think there's one at Fashion Island that has. Yeah, you know what? Class. My neighbor actually. Sorry, I'm pouring water. You can probably hear that. No, um, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my super sensitive Apple AirPods. Um, yeah, South my neighbor Coast Plaza, actually. actually South Coast Hot. Plaza and Newport Beach both have them. <clears throat> I should just have my neighbor come over and teach us. Oh, that'd be good. He actually taught a few of those at Sur La Table. At Sur La Table. Sur La Table. All right, so let's go on. If you've been together for a while, be more physically affectionate in unexpected ways. Those of you in LTRs probably can relate to the struggle after a long time together and through the busyness of life, hand-holding, kissing, and intimacy becomes restricted to routine. Hmm, that's underlined again. Underlined again. I'm going to click on that one. Where does it take Kisses Kiss is when you say goodbye. Oh, okay, hand-holding occasionally and sex is restricted to post-bedtime and maybe even only specific nights of the week. Bring out the innocent days of your relationship's youth and make out like a teenager during a random time of the day. Hold hands or snuggle when you watch TV on the couch and give your partner random hugs throughout the day. Physical intimacy immediately corresponds to emotional intimacy. So make the physical a priority and switching up the routine will make you feel emotionally closer. <clears throat> it seems like everything that's related to sex is underlined. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. So pretty if, much, if, if except you, for taking up a new hobby. Yeah, if you if you go to the link that I'll have in the show notes, make sure you look for those underlined <laughs> words. They definitely take right. you to different. They take you to different articles. So it sounds like I hear cowbell. What is going on over there? No cowbell. <laughs> more more cowbell, please. No, no, no cowbell. <laughs> I'm hearing like metal hitting something. Are you oh, drinking water? I'm wiggling my legs. Oh, yeah. sit still. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Says, says the girl that can't sit still. Says the girl that's like, <laughs> what, 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 I'm not, I have a warm Because your mouth is full. Okay. All right, go ahead. You go Cha next. Okay, I don't <laughs> even like this one. Change your argument language. You know, I don't really... Got like a negative to argue. Connotation. I'm not a big. I don't. I don't argue. So, no. I, you know, um, me and my ex. You know, she was a psychologist, and we used to have conversations. Hmm. Yeah, adult conversations. You know, and we would never like yell and scream at each other, and that's just. And I actually prefer it that way. I just don't think anything productive can be gleaned out of yelling at each other. 
Exactly. So let's, I'm going to read this anyway. <laughs> Change your argument language. The way you speak has a huge impact on everything from the closeness in your relationship to the way the two of you communicate. When you are articulating something you're mad about, always use I feel instead of you did. Focus on why you felt hurt instead of what they did to make you feel that way. Say, I feel like you don't appreciate all that I do because I work hard on the dinner that you came home late for because you're with the lady down the street instead of (laughs) you messed up because you're late. It didn't say that. Say I, I was understand, gonna say, say I understand that. when making a point and acknowledge their defense instead of ignoring it or feeling put off, i.e. I understand you're under a lot of stress at work and I'm proud of you for all the extra effort you put in, but sometimes it feels it makes me feel like I'm on the back burner. <laughs> Always remember that the fight should be the two of you against the problem not the two of you against each other. Wow, that's a good one. That is a good one. That's profound. Yeah. Uh, The goal should be how to avoid the problem in the future, not who has, not who was right about the problem in the past. I personally find, especially when I unfortunately get intermingled into other people's arguments, is (laughs) they have no problem telling you what their husband did wrong or what their wife did wrong, but they have no ability to communicate in a civil manner to their husband or their wife. Mm. Like they'll, they'll take the friend out and, and let you know, you know, A, B, C, D what's going on. And, you know, and you just kind of sit there and nod your head and, and listen, you know, which is the best thing you can do. But they they don't communicate that same thing to their husbands or wives. True. Yeah. And, and that is that is profoundly unfortunate. Yeah. Agreed. So, you know, it's just, you know, it, if you're going to, I wouldn't even say argue. If you're going to communicate things that are going to be taken in a bad way, communicate them to your don't let things fester because when you let things fester and you let things go on the back burner for a long time that's when arguments happen Mm -hmm. finally someone gets you know malcolm gladwell is a famous called the tipping point and when you've reached your tipping point boom mount vesuvius you blow boom and, yep. you know, like you talk about the problem before it becomes <clears throat> a critical mass. But also, I think just don't go at your husband or your wife with a problem. Kind of feel them out. Like, what kind of day have they had? If they've already had a rough day, eh, back burner it for a day when things are going a little bit better. Because right. they're their point of view and their mindset at that time will also have a huge effect on how they take what you're saying. Absolutely. I I was just going to say, wouldn't you agree? I would totally agree. That's right. I I need to start talking like Dr. Phil. That's right. That's right. Even though I'm not a doctor. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I think Show. Oprah, Oprah can mandate anyone a doctor by yeah, law right? in the United States. <clears throat> what is up with that? I don't know. Anyway, show love with your partner's love language. By now, I'm sure you've realized that your partner doesn't exactly feel love the way you show it and might not give love the way you feel it. We call this love language, and it's arguably the single most important quality in happy relationships. If you haven't yet, take the quiz with your significant other to find out if your love languages are acts of service, words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, or physical touch. Then identify the ways in which you can act in your partner's love language on a regular basis and live more consciously with their love language in line, in mind. <clears throat> now, we nice. were just talking about this the other day at yeah. dinner. Um, and I have like three that are tied. <laughs> you have three love languages that are tied? Yeah. You oh know my how goodness. It gives you a number. Okay, and they were all equal? <clears throat> well, three of them were equal, and then there was one and then the other. So I think you it's on a, like a score of one to five. Gotcha. And I think I was three, 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 two, and one. Wow, that's kind of wild. Yeah, kind of crazy. Does that mean so, you're needy? <laughs> no, it actually okay. means that there's not one one major thing that I look to or require gotcha. in in my opinion that's what it means right <clears throat> so i'm going to scroll down a little bit because there's a big photo in our way yeah what is up with that <laughs> yeah i don't know this it's a it's a it's a biracial couple that's uh, doing some smooching i don't know truly jamie it's her instagram truly, truly jamie. i wonder if she's the one who wrote the wrote the article oh let me scroll I, up I uh, know, no she, she, she did not She's got sushi, and that looks like L.A. Yeah, it's like, oh, she's got, I don't know. That's kind of weird. Oh, weird. Uh, if you live together, have tech-free time together. I do believe in that. If you and your partner are spending plenty of time together, you might be surprised to find how little of it you actually spend truly focused on each other. The prime culprit for these distractions are phones. Yes, that is a cultural distraction mm. times a thousand percent in Absolutely. the United States. Our phones, in fact, most of us check our phones 96 times a day. I would probably agree with that. Uh, leaving little time to give our loved ones our undivided attention. I think that's where it's important to maybe have an activity, you know, like going for a hike, you know, put yeah. the phone in the pocket, you know, uh, I did, I did read an article. I don't know if I brought this up. I think, I think I did bring this up at one other time and it was talking about the idea of you going to dinner with someone and then you putting the phone on the table where you're having dinner. The perception by the other person is the moment that phone beeps, buzzes or rings that phone is your priority put your phone in your pocket men put your phone in your purse ladies get get it off the table completely out of you if it rings buzzes or chirps leave it the hell alone 
Yeah. Give the person that you're breaking bread with, especially if it's an early date, date one or two, do not be looking at your phone all the time. That's annoying. Yeah. But don't even have it on the table. Yep. Agreed. You know, because the they had this whole study and it and the perception by a person who sees a phone on the table by the person that you know the, the person they're with is that phone is the priority. I'm mm -hmm. not the priority. But if you put the phone away, pocket or purse, then the perception is, oh, they have my undivided attention. Mm. So let me finish this one. Okay. 96 okay. times a day, leaving little time for our loved ones or undivided attention. Make an agreement with your partner to put your phones away for at least some of the time that you spend together. Wow. Without the distraction of group messages or the temptation to scroll through social media, you will have more time to truly listen to and engage with each other. This was a huge advantage on <clears> the <throat> boat when I was out in the middle of the ocean. Uh, no internet access. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's like when we were out to sea, nope, zero. Zero bars. True. <laughs> Couldn't do anything. So interesting. It, so you you learned the second the boat left port. Well, okay, there went my internet access, and well, just gonna have to, you know, go go have dinner and pay attention to whoever I'm with. And it was oh, interesting yeah. because a lot of people I noticed didn't even have their phones with them because it was irrelevant because. They didn't work. Right. And, and they weren't working. And they were also probably with their significant other. Yes. Most, of the, most people were coupled. There were very few people that uh, were there as singles. Very well, that's because it's a tandem. No. It's only 60% of the people who come are on tandems. 40%, oh, I didn't realize that. 40% are on singles. And I imagine by 2024, that demo is going to flip. It's going to be probably 60% singles and 40% tandems. Because all your friends are coming? <laughs> well, no. Well, that I already, have, I already have one of my friends signed up for Japan. But no. Santana Adventures was known as a tandem only tour and they just started opening the uh, the tours up for singles <clears throat> starting in 2019. 2019 oh, wow. we didn't have that many tours. 2020, 2021 were kind of a bust. Right. You know, in terms of, you know, COVID and mm. cruise ships. And so uh, 2022 is really when it, it started taking flight. And then once people realized they could come on singles, we started getting more and more people. It's not mm -hmm. something that's really advertised yet because, honestly, our tours sell out pretty fast. Right. So it's, uh, you know, I, but I think, <clears throat> you know, as more people start talking about the tours and that, you know, and it's really for people who are, are true beginners all the way up to people who they want to go out there and they want to put in some miles and hammer and do some climbing. Mm -hmm. It's like there's short, medium, and long routes. And the long routes, you know, are anywhere from 50 to 70 miles a day. 
Nice. And anywhere from 3,000 to almost 6,000 feet of climbing. Nice. That's, I mean, the, the routes are challenging and hard for people that want that. And if people want, you know, 20 or 30 mile day, you know, a little on more on the easy side, well, we got those two. Well, yeah, if you're doing seven days in a row. Uh, 11. 11? 11 days in a row. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, most tours. That's a lot of riding. Most, most tours are between ten to eleven days. Mm. Yeah, and that's those are riding days. <coughs> and usually, there's a couple days on a pre-tour, uh, which you know you you get in, you get your bike built, you get acclimated, you know, you get over your, you know, you get over your, you know, haven't been sleeping for a while, you know, get over the jet lag, <coughs> and so you know you're raring to go by day three. Yeah, crazy. So, okay, this is this is perfect for you. The next one. <laughs> why, do you, why do you say that? Makes a priority. I'm you teasing you. Me. You know, I'm blushing right now. I know you are. Although you and your partner might have been tearing each other's clothes off when you first got together, sex tends to become less of a priority as your relationship lengthens, especially when you live together. For many of us, the reality is a light get in the way of having the kind of long and loud sex sessions that are the mainstay of many early relationships. But sex can be one of the most important and intimate parts of a relationship and should be treated as such. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> I concur. Next. There's next. There's no, there's, no un, there's no underlying things in this one. That's because so the whole rest of the... The whole rest of the article is underlined about that. Plan a trip. Now, this this will this will instantaneously let you know if this person is in for the long haul or not. Mm. Just take a little two day trip somewhere and and see how you you get along and cohabitate. In, whether it's camping or whether it's in a hotel or whether it's a drive up. Well, the camping coast. might be. Camping might be a little rough. Camping might be a little rough, but you might get an idea of, <laughs> you know, how uh, cranky a person is. <laughs> how cranky a person can get. Sleeping. My out. idea of camping has changed significantly as I've gotten older. Okay. So, so, but let's plan a trip. If you can make it work in the new year, scheduling a trip could be a game changer for your relationship. Getting out of your day-to-day routine and spending an extended amount of quality time will make you feel more connected than ever. If an overnight trip isn't an option for budget time or otherwise, try a day trip to a nearby beach, theme park, or landmark. The idea is to spend time together that doesn't consist of unloading the dishwasher, making a grocery list, or sitting on the couch. I would agree. Yeah, Yeah. trips, you know, day trips or even, you know, for us, long bike rides or long hikes or things of that nature. If you're active, you know, you got to find those things that you have together and and, you know, nothing, nothing like a four or five hour hike to really get you connected and conversing on a lot of different topics. Yeah, especially when you're. um... You know, like when I was out with my son, we had no cell reception there either. Where was this? 
Black Star. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah, there's not yeah. a whole lot of anything out there. Not a whole lot of anything. Yeah, it's, but you know, it was people, just nice. People ask me if I was in the outback, and I go, "Well, I was in Tasmania, out in the middle <laughs> of nowhere." I go, "It was kind of the outback." I go because I looked at my phone, and it said, "No bars, no data, SOS only," <laughs> mm. <laughs> which is not a comforting feeling. Right. Not a comforting feeling when there's this absolutely no service at all. <clears throat> so. Goodness oh well. gracious. If you're all engaged, right. so you can do this one. Acknowledge the things you appreciate about each other. All right. So, especially when you're overwhelmed with wedding planning, it can be easy to take your partner for granted. But research from the Gottman Institute and Love Lab at the University of Washington. Interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google that. The love found, that one of the, found that one of the best markers of a long-lasting relationship is how often one partner acknowledges when the other one does something positive, according to Atlantic. The theory of the culture of appreciation suggests that if you regularly express gratitude, affection, and respect for your partner, you create a positive perspective within your relationship that prevents feelings of contempt from arising later on. It suggests that the perfect formula for a healthy relationship relies on couples having Five positive interactions for every negative interaction. <clears throat> Although you don't need to be keeping score, try to be mindful of the kinds of comments that you and your partner exchange. Are they negative as much or more often than they are positive? And how often do you praise or express your appreciation for your partner? Try to reframe these interactions. Trying to reframe these interactions will help to ensure that you both feel loved and respected and strengthen your relationship. Agreed. I think I think in order to acknowledge the things you appreciate about someone, it's I think you, that falls under the category of you need to have quality time and alone time in order to express those feelings. I think it's hard. It's like it's hard, especially when like with you, you, you always seem to have friends or family over and it's like. So that, you know, that is, uh, oh, she went, she went mute on me. Oh, I bet you she's eating. Michelle is known to have a snack at minute 45, and we're at minute 45. So I'm going to go ahead and move forward while she's getting her snack. Talk about the future. It's important, it's important to know that you and your partner are headed in the right direction and talking about the future can be a good way to do this. Where do you see yourself in 10 years time? How would you like your relationship to develop now? And once you're married, what exciting plans can you make over the next year? Talk about the future, not only ensures that you want the same things, a crucial factor in the success of any relationship, but can also ignite your excitement about what lies ahead for both of you. Did you go get a snack? Michelle? Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Or now my I had my headphones in and the one died and I was swapping them out for my other headphones. And oh my goodness. uh anyway, so I'm here. You're doing some, some headset swapping. 
I was doing some headset swapping because <laughs> I, I only had I only had one going. <clears throat> oh no, that's no good. Yes. So okay. So I just I moved ahead and said plan. No, I said talk about the future. No. And I'll do plan more dates. Plan more dates. If this one seems like it's too hard of a goal to set with your busy segment schedules and with the craziness of wedding planning, you probably just need to reevaluate your definition of a date. A date should be any time the two of you get quality time alone, whether it's dinner in a movie or a walk to your local coffee shop in the morning. For the record, it does not mean watching TV before falling asleep or eating dinner while you're on your phones. Schedule a date and take it seriously. Even if you're tired or short on money, commit to making quality time a priority. This could mean sitting down to a homemade dinner or going on a picnic in the park. Aim for a specific number once every week or two and schedule it into your calendar so it can't be pushed back or forgotten. Agreed. <clears throat> one, of the, yeah. one of the things I loved about living in Pasadena was I lived... I lived in a spot that was about a mile and a half from downtown, but then I also I lived about a quarter mile off of this strip called Lake Avenue, where it was just shops and stores and restaurants, and there were times I would come home on a Friday night from work, and I'd park my car, and I would never use my car. I would just walk everywhere, and wow, and. And my friends only lived a couple blocks away and we would always meet and we would either walk to downtown or we would walk, you know, walk, you know, to over the lake and have lunch or go, you know, have bagels at Einstein's Bagels or coffee at Pete's or go down to Pie and Burger and get breakfast. And and it was always, I, there's some component and, and I think people get this when they live in a town a city like New York, where everything in certain places is very walkable and accessible. And I think having a place that's like that, where you can walk and you can converse, I think those are, those are great towns and great times that you have yeah. with people, like the conversations <clears throat> that you have with your friends or your family or even a loved one. They just seem to be a little more... Uh, focus and directed and impactful because, you know, you're not staring at your phone, you know, you're just, you're walking, you know, and you're going with your friends and you're, you're focused on your friends. And I just remember that time in my life, you know, 20 some years ago when I was in Pasadena and I just walked, <clears throat> you know, I walked yeah. you know, a block over to my friend, you know, Eva's house and, and then we'd walk to downtown and, you know, get a little bit of the city energy and vibe and go to a, go to a restaurant and have dinner or go, you know, go somewhere and listen to some live music. And it was just, I don't know, there's something really fantastic about that. I think yeah. we live in these towns now where we almost always get in our cars and go. And a lot of times get in our cars and go solo <clears throat> to meet mm. someone. And so we mm -hmm. don't have that time that it's like time slows down when you're walking together, you know, and you're, you're conversing. I don't know. It just, there's just something about that. That's just uh, so magically wonderful. Yeah. Agreed. You Agreed. 
And I think I think we, we get a little bit of that like on bike rides. Yeah. You know, it's like time kind of slows down a little bit. You know, we're riding next to each other and we're having conversations and oh, we're going to be riding for two or three or four hours, so you know, and and you get to talk to a lot of different people about different things and and I I think that that has a little bit of that feel that I had when I was living in Pasadena. Nice. I think that's why I like you know, not just riding my bike for exercise, but enjoy these these rides that we do with our friends. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of being in college. I mean, I had a car, but I never took it anywhere. You walked. You were on foot. Yeah. It, <clears throat> 24-7. It was the norm. Right. Yeah. And it was so strange when I moved back to suburban Philadelphia and... I had to like drive to go to my friends. I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> I would agree. <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it was a, it was a strange thing when I left Pasadena and I moved back um, to Claremont. But I was I was not I was even though I was in Claremont, I was still a good mile and a half or two miles from the village. I mean. Every so often, I'd walk. I'd walk to the village, but not that often because it, it was it was a bit of a stretch to walk there. Yeah. You know. So. Okay. So I'm going to go on to the next one. <laughs> I was if, just going to say. What? <laughs> you see, I just sent you a message. What, what did you say? <laughs> I said, "Let's skip the if you're married part." Oh, let's skip. Why? What, what's wrong with it? nobody out here listening is going to be married. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, let's do this. Uh, we'll pass the consider therapy. We'll let them, <laughs> we'll let them read that if they want. Uh, this one's a good one though. Say, I love you more. So, yeah. Obviously you're in a, a deeply committed relationship. When do you say, I love you in your relationships? When you're hanging up on the phone, when you're going to bed, it's the same as physical touch. When it becomes routine, it loses some of its special meaning. You can never say I love you too much, but it is not. But it is possible to not say it enough. Make sure to voice it at unexpected times, like after they make you dinner, while giving them a hug, or just sending them a random text in a day. At when they're at work, say I love you. More than you talk about household chores, to-do lists, or <clears throat> fights, or don't forget to pick up dinner on the way home. True story. I think forgive and forget's a good one, too. Don't you think? Yep. Agree. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Anyone in a relationship has been through the cycle. One person does something that bothers the other. There's a miscommunication. The fight escalates. Ooh, fight is underlined. Someone apologizes and the fight hopefully ends. We also all know the feeling of forgiving because you just want the fight to be over or because you don't know what else to do, but not totally getting over it. <clears throat> we see this in the next fight when we can't help but resort to bringing up our partner's mistakes that cause a less incident. If you're forgiving your partner, that means you should get it. It means that you've worked through it, you've seen their perspective, and feel they have seen yours. Your relationship will be better because you understand each other better. So don't forgive until you feel that way and don't bring up past fights or mistakes and new arguments. If you've actually forgiven, that means the past issues are understood. Miscommunications, not 
problems that need more working through. You know, that was the last one. <laughs> that was the last one. And yeah, look at it was. that. I, I think that's important. I think I think that I think that is a tough one though. Um, yeah. forgiving and forgetting. <laughs> I don't I I genuinely think you can forgive someone, but if it is a serious misdeed, you know, whether that's cheating on you or texting oh. texting an old since, flame or, or something of those nature. Since we have since we have a couple minutes, I clicked on that link and it says seven fights that are detrimental to a new relationship and which are important. And I'll just read them. Detrimental fight trust issues. Yep. <clears throat> um, important fight, the future. Mm, I don't think that yeah. has to be a fight. I th- uh, might be if it's a proposal kind of thing. Oh, right? well, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Somebody wants to get married. Detrimental fight, time control. Hmm. Mm, interesting one. Important fight, establishing boundaries. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I think I think it's important depending on where you are in relationship, Bill. And I think mm-hmm. most people that are in their 40s, 50s, and 60s have either had a few long term relationships have been married, you know, married and divorced, sometimes married and divorced two or three times, times. you know, and so setting up, establishing boundaries, I think is important. Agree. You know, uh, but, but working through those issues as a relationship progresses is even more important. There we go. Detrimental fight. The past. <laughs> right. No, the past. Yeah. Yeah. It, this is, you can tell this very, is kind of written by a younger person. It is. Important, Important fight. fight. Money. Money. Yeah. Money can, money doesn't matter what age you are. That can be a tough one. Yeah. That can be tough, you know. And detrimental fight threats. I don't What does that even mean? <laughs> Threatening to leave someone if they don't do what you want. Oh, that's just immature. Mm. Oh, the, you got to scroll down because I got to leave this one. <laughs> the seven spicy sex positions when you're lazy as F. <laughs> that is funny. That is, it's like, I don't know if I want to be with someone who's lazy. Oh my gosh. When it comes to that. It's like, oh, my husband's kind of lazy, but I really like having sex. Okay, well, here, this this won't put him out too much. Oh my gosh, this is hilarious! Though, are well, you looking at them? Yeah, I like the little the little stick figures that the little stick figures <laughs> that are supposed to be the people. Oh my goodness! It's too funny. It is too funny. Actually, the Every Girl does have a lot of interesting articles. Most of them are focused on people in their 20s and 30s, but some of it does translate over to people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. It's kind of our demo. I like it because they do have a lot of interesting content, and I do like that they have uh, little articles off of the main article that you can that you can 
go off on. You know? Yeah. But it's like, man, if you went off on every link, I mean, each article has about 10 different links. Oh, you're you're going re- to be reading for a while. Um, I'm uh, reading this one. Everything you should know about your partner before walking down the aisle. Oh, that's an interesting one. Right. And then off to the right, these are the hottest, highest rated vibrators on Amazon right now. Well, there you go. <laughs> just in case, just in, don't forget to buy extra batteries. <clears throat> Two flipping funny. Don't forget to get the bulk pack. Well, actually, most of the uh, most of them are now rechargeable. We- A minute. So, oh, she muted me. No, I muted oh, me. Oh, she's back. I'm still coughing no, on I didn't occasion. Mute. I didn't mute you. <clears throat> No, I muted me. Oh, okay. Oh, you're still having coughing fits? <clears throat> a little bit. Okay. So so the game yesterday was fantastic, fabulous, and amazing. It was a little soggy, but it was amazing. It was close. I mean, Penn State drew first blood, and then Utah came back fairly quickly, and then oh, like Penn that. State, and then Utah. So at halftime... It was um, tied, tie game, 14-14. Yeah, well, I and saw then, that. And then all of a sudden they just blew it open. Well, they were, they came back and... Okay, the hour has expired and Michelle has gone away. But she'll be coming... Oh, look at that. She's quick now. She's coming back. And we have to do a little intro music. Three, two, and one... She's back. So anyway, as I was saying, it was 14-14 at the half. And then in the third quarter, pretty much within the first couple minutes, we uh, Penn State was pretty much in Utah's end zone, right? And uh, two plays, and the second play was an 80-some. I think it might have been the 84-yard um run into score a touchdown. It was pretty wow. awesome. And then there was another play pretty much right after that when Penn State had the ball and it was another long one. <clears throat> so it was uh it was pretty awesome. Wow, so, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's exciting it's exciting going it's exciting going to uh a game like that. I mean, there's something about, uh, I have a friends who are USC fans and every once in a while I get to go to a USC game. It's been a while. And mm-hmm. the energy at college football games, it's just, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just such a cool atmosphere and, you know, and yeah, Pro football games are cool, and you know fans are a little rabbit, but there's it's a different kind of energy at a college game. Mm. So it's like I just I think that they are really fantastic. Yeah, so. yeah, it was a lot of fun. <clears throat> and then uh, I, I think they had one uh, one touchdown in the fourth quarter, but it was it was like forty something to. 14 by that point or 30 mm. something to 14. I don't even know what the final was, but, um, it was, it was really good. That is so, good. Yeah. That is good. Yeah. yeah. So, 
So I was able to get my tacos for Taco Tuesday. Awesome. Yeah, you know, you, you gave me a little bit of a window. So got got the tacos. It looks like a lot of the rice is going to be washed out this week. Bummer. And, um, you know, but, you know, we'll get there. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the uh, end of the week will clear up and we can uh, get some rides in this weekend. Yeah. Hopefully you're, hopefully you're feeling better by then, too. Yeah, well, I'm just going to have zero stamina. <clears throat> well, It's like starting over because I looked back at my Strava and really the whole last quarter between having, um, well, really one person out. And then I was back east. I was back east in September. So really since summer. I haven't ridden much wow. <clears throat> intermittently. You know, the, you know, the, inter- the interesting thing is Tuesday's ride was pretty darn fast. Yeah. And then <clears throat> Friday, it was ridiculously fast. It was, we had a couple guys that were just beast in that group. They, we had one guy who averaged in the rain – 21.4 oh wow yeah they were flying and that's when like mike and maria lost contact across bolsa and they were going over 30 miles an hour holy crap yeah they were freaking they were flying and you know i i was one of the slower ones and my average was 17.3 you know 450 miles and yeah, there was there was a lot of people who were like eighteen, nineteen, and then the one guy was twenty one four. And then they had one guy who decided to ride hundred and forty one miles. Wow. He rode from Fontana to the start, rode with us to Seal Beach, and then rode home to Fontana. So he rode That's over a hundred miles in the rain. Which Wow. Is kinda nuts. <laughs> That's but, crazy. Yeah, but you know, what can you do? <clears throat> But yeah, uh, well, Friday, you guys just probably wanted to get the heck off the trail. Yeah, I still have to go. I still have to take my bike to the car wash to clean it because it's it is gritty and grimy and there's sand in everything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, that's a no bueno. No bueno. That is a no bueno. And so crazy. Yeah. But, you know, it, it is what it is. But. I think we had a nice topic tonight. I think so, too. In this, even though it's episode 46, this is kind of the beginning of season two for Michelle and I. Kind of. Kind of. What? When did we start again? April. 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 Crazy. It is kind of crazy. It is and this of... was episode 43? 46. Oh, 46. So I have, I posted 42, 43, and 44 as of January 1, 2, and 3. Tonight I'll do 45, and then this one 46. I'll try to have it done before the weekend, and it's going to be on all the different podcasting platforms uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, of course, and 
you know, and it's under the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. And you want to talk about your menopause mastery <clears throat> fat loss <laughs> and fit tips group. Now, are you doing, are you just doing a, you're doing live casts on those, right? Yeah, I do that every Tuesday. On Tuesday, what time do you do a, what time do you do a live cast at? 4 p.m. Pacific. 4 p.m. PM Eastern. And is that Facebook Live? It's Facebook Live, yeah. Well, I get on and I Zoom for the people that want to um, actually interact. Um, usually what I'll do is I'll talk talk about a type topic. So today was all about why New Year's resolutions don't work and what does. <clears throat> so I probably did like a 15-minute um, chat on on that topic and that's usually what i do it's about 10 to 15 minutes um really just educating in nutrition mostly nutrition but menopause um this month is all about creating healthy habits wow. obviously since it is um january and that's what most people are trying to do so and i probably at some point this month, I haven't chosen the date yet. I'm going to do a um, sugar, cut sugar challenge. Uh, That's a tough one. <clears throat> yeah, 14 days. My figure right now is probably not the best time because a lot of people spent the last two weeks really indulging. So give people a couple weeks to reacclimate to reality and then do a uh a cut sugar challenge for 14 days yeah so yeah cutting sugar is it's, it's actually quite astonishing once you become a little bit of a label hound how much sugar is in everything that we eat yep it's kind of it's like you're getting on me on the iced coffees going how much sugar is in that it's like, yeah. well, uh, sugar free. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I can get any, anytime I can get the sugar free one, I will. Yeah. Because yeah, I needed iced coffee. I was actually opting for the double espresso <laughs> sugar free coffees when I was in Australia, just because it was, I needed, I needed a little pep in my step. Uh huh. Because those That's days, funny. those days were long, long those, the, days, long, long days, lots of walking, lots of lifting. I mean, that that just being, you know, on the roadie side of it, it's <clears> like, <throat> man, that is, like I said, I lost eight pounds in like seventeen days. Wow. And it was just from. Always moving, always lifting, you know, unloading, unloading tandems and bikes, loading tandems and bikes. Oh, oh, you got to go for a ride. Got to ride 30 miles. And then in between, then after that, it's like do 10, 12,000 steps today, you know, and it's, yeah, it just, it really, it wasn't a surprise when I lost weight because I was just in constant motion. Yeah. So for sure, it but it was interesting. Yeah, it was, that's it awesome. 
It was. It, it was. It was pretty awesome. I'd agree with that. I think it's amazing. <clears throat> and uh, I mean, that is that is my hope. I want to start doing a little bit more travel. <clears throat> it's just tough with this little doggy here. Yep. So, anyway, all right. Well, should we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Once again, the name of the article is 15 Resolutions to Make for a Better Relationship in 2023. And this comes from the Every Girl website. I will put the web link at the bottom of our show notes. But when you are perusing the article, look for any of the underlined words, and those (laughs) will take you to external links that are related to the topic in that paragraph. And you can go off on a lot of tangents from just one article, uh, easily five to ten, you know, per article. But uh, I really like this website because it always has fresh material, you know. And, and sometimes the articles are written as a collaboration, which this one was. Sometimes they're a singular person's point of view they had we had that one who the woman was writing it was a ghost writer for people and she would write people's profiles for them uh yes that was that was kind of interesting hey did you uh did you line anybody up for some um online any guests yes i i'm gonna talk to michelle number two Okay. Michelle Marie, who is up in Morro Bay. She's the one who owns the avocado farm. Oh, nice. Yeah. She she just, she uh, went to visit her sister. I think her sister just had a baby. And gotcha. so she visited her sister. <clears throat> I just got a message from her that she is back home. And she, oh boy, she is a live wire. Be prepared. Really? Oh yeah. Be prepared. I like it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, you. Do you remember Pam and Scott that we had on? Of course. They're, did they get married? They didn't get married, but they're moving in together. Actually, they're, she's probably already moved. Well, I think they were talking about that, about consolidating uh, consolidating residences. Yep. Weren't they, ta- they were talking about that on our podcast. And when did we – I'm trying to remember when we had them on. Hold, hold on. I, can, I have the episodes up. Um. Hold on, I gotta go. I gotta scroll. That was well. That was way back in the back in the early days. <laughs> Let's see, success stories at Maria. Um, it was after Maria, wasn't it? I think it was after yeah. Maria. Because Maria was episode eight. Hold on, I gotta. Oh get yeah. To- it was it was way later than that. And twelve signs. Uh, conversation started. Red flags. Talk with online dater Denise. Here it is, episode fifteen. An online dating success story with Pamela and Scott on May eighteenth. Wow. Yeah, May eighteenth, and Crazy. we do have to get my brother and uh, 
But your brother said he doesn't want to talk about the person he's dating. Well, there that was a while ago. Oh, so <laughs> oh, things have things progressed to he's single again. No, oh no, 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 no. They they're in love. Oh baby, we should get both of them on, or that might cause trouble. No, I think it'd be great. They should both be on, just like okay, we have Pam cool. and Scott. Fantastic. <clears throat> I think that would be lovely. So. That, All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to peace we're gonna, out. We're going we're gonna to call it an evening. And once again, this is Eric and Michelle from the What He Said, She Said podcast <laughs> with Eric and Michelle. And we will be back on, hopefully, on Mondays. Of course, we missed yesterday because way too much going on. Michelle was at a at the Rose Bowl uh, right. football game, so couldn't do it. And everyone had stuff going on <clears throat> over the weekend. But we will be back on Monday, somewhere between 5 and 6 p.m. Pacific time. And we hope that you get to join us. If anyone would <clears throat> like to be a guest, there is a way that you can send messages to me. And either provide me an email address or a phone number, and I'll be more than happy to call you. And we have a way... Not through wisdom, but through anchor, where we can kind of do a three-way call or a four-way call, and it works rather seamlessly. And so if anyone out there has some interesting stories that they think they could talk an hour about, uh, feel free to send us a message. Absolutely. And Michelle's group is Menopause Mastery Fat Loss and Fit Tips on Facebook. Look for her group. Add it if you're a woman of a certain age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No guys do. allowed in the menopause group. Just, nope. Just, just saying. Just saying. Just saying, because it's unfortunately she's had guys try to join her group. Why? I have no idea. Yeah, I had well, to do the old probably, kibosh. They're probably out there trolling. Might have been. Right, they're trolling, looking for some, looking for some uh, sugar mom. <clears throat> yeah, some fishing, like, something like that. So, Jeez. but all right, I, I'm going to say good night, and hopefully, I get to see you on the weekend. Yeah. All right. Bye. Good night. Good night, Michelle. Bye. Bye. That was episode 46. 15 relationship tips for an amazing 2023. As we come out of the depths of COVID. Hopefully, 2023 will be your year to find that perfect match. And once again, I am Eric and Michelle from the What He Said, She Said podcast. And here's a word from one of our sponsors. Hi, my name is Michelle. I'm a certified personal trainer and wellness coach. I've been in the fitness industry for 28 years and began combining my R3 method with personal training in 2020. I believe through making changes in your lifestyle, you can thrive versus just survive during peri and postmenopause. Until perimenopause, I was able to control my weight through exercise and eating healthy food. During this time, I had many life stressors that were affecting my emotional and physical self. Several months after my 52nd birthday, I hired my own accountability and nutrition coach as I had felt fluffy and stuck with a middle-aged belly and just downright exhausted, 
I didn't know how to move forward and felt like I needed someone to guide me and hold me accountable. I was ready for change at any cost. What ensued was a mind-body transformation, 18 months of an adventure and education in what my body needed as a menopausal female, focusing on all areas of health. A long, hard look at my nutritional needs, the way I was working out, my sleep, my activity level, my water intake, and learning how to manage stress. The result, 29 pounds lost and 13% body fat gone. Restored energy and sleep, stronger workouts, and a passion to help other women do the same. If you are like me, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Michelle with one L, M Fitness, or go to my website at www.mfitnessforlife.com.